something that looks like a head, maybe. But it wasn't the head, it was the... The amniotic sac. Yeah, my waters had it broke, mm. so it was bursting out. Mm. And I could feel that it was soft, and I was like, that's the, the baby's in there. So I used my fingernail and broke it. Oh, you did? Yeah. Why? Without You just did it? It was just what I felt like I should do. Like an intuitive thing to do. Exactly. Oh, so Gives me the shivers. Yeah, so <laughs> I, w- I was like an animal. I kept telling myself, my body, I'm an animal. Mm. Welcome to this very first episode of the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Wasa Holstein. I'm a Swedish midwife, a healthcare entrepreneur, and a very proud mother of three beautiful See My Big Children. As a midwife working in Sweden, I've had the great advantage of assisting a large number of women during the process of giving birth. For quite a few years, I've also worked intensely with preparing women and partners for birth, and I'm hosting a podcast in Swedish called Gravidpodden. I am absolutely passionate about my work because I know that preparing for birth in a way where you stay true to who you are and what needs you have will have a great impact on how you experience birth. As a midwife working with women, I know that there are as many birth stories as there are women. In this podcast, I've decided to let the positive and empowering stories about birth come to life because I think we need them, maybe more than ever. If you listen to more episodes than this first one, you will learn that having a positive experience is not the same as birth always being a smooth sailing. It is more about trusting the process, handing over the control to the body. The body is wise and built for giving birth. And it is about having a loving and respectful surrounding so that you as a woman giving birth can feel safe and secure and only focus on bringing your child into this world. This is a podcast with women for women, and I promise you that truly amazing stories will unfold. First out is Anastasia, and she will tell us her fantastic story about the planned hospital birth that turned into a rather unplanned home birth. I am so happy to have you here, Anastasia. Welcome. Thank you. I'm very happy to be here. Yeah, it's so great. I'm so happy. you are here to share the story of your first birth. Yeah. Because you're the mother of two, right? Yeah, I have two daughters. Oh. Uh, one's 10 and one's 7. So the, yeah, I'm going to tell the story about the first one, actually. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your thoughts and visions about giving birth prior to becoming pregnant. Yeah, well, actually, I um, think I was one of these girls that always wanted to have lots of children. I was one of, I'm one of five, uh, in five kids in my family, so a big family in Australia. And um, I always thought I was going to have children early. I was one of these. I, I did all, always my um, work experience at school. I did at the preschool, and my mum was a preschool teacher. And I always thought, you know, this is going to be something for me. So I was... I always just thought that birth was, uh, I mean, it was something completely natural, like my body knows what to do, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So I didn't think much about the actual, the actual part of it more than just it, you know, I wanted to have a v- vaginal birth. Mm-hmm. That was like kind of for me, I didn't, you know, until I started reading stuff, you know, I was like, oh, okay, you can, you can do it other ways. Obviously, I knew that, but I didn't know that how common it was maybe to do. So do you think that your mother having five children has affected your positive? Yeah, I think definitely. Like my mother, um, she probably correct me if I'm wrong, but I think she was, I had a feeling that she enjoyed her pregnancies. She enjoyed the births. Um, we were hippies a little bit in, you know, mm. back in Australia and, you know, lots of natural, natural sort of things around you. So a birth for me was just sort of a natural 
actually, it was quite interesting because I was planning to have my mother in the birthing room and my dad I wanted there to take photos. Mm-hmm. and uh, Very un-Swedish. Yeah, very yeah. un-Swedish. So yeah. it was pretty, uh, lo- lots of discussions with, uh, you know, my kid's dad at the time about how we were actually going to do it. And he was like, well, I don't want anybody there. And So so is that a custom in Australia that you bring family and relatives into the birthing room? It's not uncommon for the female the, to have maybe someone, a sister, a mother or a father even. Because sometimes you need more people in the room to feel safe and secure while yeah, you Yeah, for different birth. things, I think. Yeah. yeah. So bring me back to the days prior to birth starting. What were you up to? Yeah, well, it was um, kind of late summer, so... Uh, end of August and um, we were actually selling our apartment so we were having this viewing and it was a week out from her birthing like the due date so you know what everybody said to me and what you sort of heard you know the first one you're going to be late you're going to go over Um, it's not very common I don't know the statistics but you know you hear it's not very common especially the first one so there was no way in my mind that you know this child was going to come early. So we were like cleaning the kitchen, cleaning the cupboards, because, you know, people come to the viewing and they open the cupboard and you, you don't want it to just throw everything in there. It has to be like perfect. So it's in and out of but like people this. People actually open the cupboards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah people do. They I know. And, <laughs> and draw out the drawers. Exactly. And so <laughs> you so put stressful. Your, <laughs> you have to put your clothes, like I know. color code them and stuff. I know. <laughs> no, so we were, we were preparing for that on the Sunday. And to make it all uh, like even add to the like distress and to put people like in the picture you know my kid's father he's um, he's a chef and so he was releasing his first book mm. at the same time a so cookbook. a cookbook yeah. yeah so the monday evening was like a press dinner and he was cooking for that so it was uh, you know the days working up to uh, this sunday when we had this viewing Anyway, so up and down, up and down, you know, like scrubbing cupboards and bending over and mopping floors and and uh, sweeping and tidying and washing and packing things up and carrying boxes up and down. You know, in Sweden, you have these apartments. And so you have like a storage room. Ours was in the cellar. So we were going down to the cellar. Pretty putting, physical. Yeah, pretty yeah. physical mm-hmm. stuff, you know, just to paint the picture. So then on the, the Sunday it was, it was, I remember really clearly, it was the viewing at one one o'clock in the afternoon so we have to obviously not be there so we left and um yeah this that morning I did wake up and I thought oh I've got cramps in my stomach and these things are happening and you know the Braxton Hicks but that's I've just been working too hard like I've just you know tonight when I come back it's all done I'm just gonna have a rest I really need to go to bed early you know anyway so we left we went and uh, we ate pizza and I remember when we were walking back from the, from the pizza, I had to stop a few times because I was thinking, oh, it's hurting. It's like, it's actually hurting a lot more than it's been hurting. And I've, this hasn't happened before. And I really, really need to get home because I really need to rest because I've just been, you know, I'm exhausted now. I'm totally, mm. exhausted. it's way too much cleaning. So, <laughs> so we have this pizza and we walk back and there's a tiny little hill and I can hardly walk up it. And I'm like, oh, it's there. So I get back home. The viewing went kind of okay, and so just to make it all a bit more hectic, my parents left for from Australia to come over because they were going to be there. In oh, the, in you have the room. decided to have them in the room. Well, they were they were going to come. So whether they were going to be in the room or not, we still hadn't decided, but they were coming. So okay. they're on their way, and um, 
And then I'm sort of going, sort of lie down on the bed and I start thinking it's, you know, there's something more than, you know, these Braxton Hicks are getting a little bit more intense. Um, I wonder if I'm going to have to go to the hospital at some point in the next 24 hours. So I better go and see my friend who's a neighbor. Um, and maybe I'll ask her if she can, some, maybe she can meet my parents tomorrow when they come on the, because what if I'm not able to go and get them from the airport mm. or meet them off the bus, you know, the airport bus. So so I go out of the apartment down the stairs at the same, at the time my kid's dad is there sort of typing on his computer and he's like and I'm like yeah it's fine don't worry I'm just you know I'm going to visit the neighbor and we were talking and I was and she had a baby 5 months before me so I was asking her you know how is it you know we're like what what does it feel like like how do you know the difference between it's a Braxton hick and an actual you know contraction so how do we, how, how am I supposed to know I mean you I did read a few books and, you know, I probably Googled a few things and watched. But how do you actually know when it's happening? And she's like, you know when it's happening. You did that during like that day or you had no in prior? No, you know, in advance, you know, uh, I borrowed a book yeah. from the library and, uh, you know, you ask it. But, but I was like, but how do, how do you actually know the difference? And she's like, you will know. Anyway, so and then I was like, uh, look, I can't even talk to you anymore. And she says now afterwards, she said, okay, Anastasia, stop talking something she must have been in a lot of pain because <laughs> Anastasia doesn't just stop talking so she's like she actually said there was a cue for her yeah she said to her her husband who was down in the washing room doing the washing on a Sunday he came up and she said something's going on with Anastasia she was just here um and you know she had to leave because uh, you know we couldn't con continue the conversation and that's you know so I went back downstairs and I decided um I'm just going to have a lie down. So I laid down and I was like, it's not really sort of, maybe I'll jump in the bathtub because, you know, I read and I saw on movies and, you know, that, you know, maybe hopping in the bathtub is going to like make me relax. And so I, may, I, I, I drew the bath and I hopped in the bathtub. But did you suspect anything by now? Like, I was, were you more still in like, I'm tired, I've been working too hard? I didn't suspect then that, um, that it was actually labor. I mm. thought that, I need to somehow get my body to calm down because mm. this it's it's uh, overreacting. I've mm. done too much and I've you know, and I've put too much pressure on my my body and I need to like rest and you know otherwise. Uh, well, I didn't think I could, otherwise I'm going to labor. I just thought you know because labor was going to come not the week later when the baby was due, but you know two weeks after that mm. because you know it was three far weeks away. It was yeah. three weeks far away. away. <laughs> you know, we were selling an apartment, yeah. so uh, and uh, releasing a book, and uh, yeah, so not that, having a baby. Yeah, there was we weren't having a baby, so and my parents weren't there yet. Of the course, cameraman yeah. hadn't no. arrived, <laughs> so there was no baby coming. Well, yeah, so so I hopped in the bathtub, you know, you know, made some candles and. And tried to sort of relax. And then I started, well, these Braxton Hicks were getting like close, like more and more of them. And some of them were getting quite intense. And I remember actually, say, calling out to the dad saying, like, you need, you need to come in and um, I'm not sure, like, come in and sit next to me and tell me what you like, tell me what you think about this. You know, is this, is this what it's, is this what a contraction is? Is a, so he came in and he, I remember sitting there and I said, you know, oh, you need to take a photo because I, I want, I want it, I want this documented and maybe this is it. So, and then I thought, maybe that's, I think we're supposed to time these. I mean, if this is a contraction, let's test, let's like see what happens, you know? So, and then we start timing these, these, um, 
Braxton Hicks, I thought, but actually contractions. The major mistake we made was I didn't realise, and um, I don't know if I read, didn't read enough or I wasn't listening in that, you know. If you read some, you would have read that Braxton Hicks usually don't hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or I, I might have. And also like the, this... Um, This contract, these contractions, which I realize now they were contractions, were I thought that the contractions would were just getting worse, would just get worse and worse and worse and escalate, and finally you would um, have a baby. Mm. But you know, some of them were like quite intense, and then the next one would come, but it wasn't as intense. And then, and then, uh, then I didn't count that one, so I was like. I'm not sure if that was one. So don't worry about stopping the clock. <laughs> so then we'd keep going. So we thought, you know, we were like, oh, there's like eight, nine, ten minutes or maybe even more. But really I was getting like by this time I had contractions like three or four minutes apart. Mm. So then, um, okay, I got out of the bath and I went to stand up, got out of the bath, dried my – and then as I was starting to stand up, I was getting like um, the feeling I needed to go to the – bathroom to do a poo mm. <laughs> this feeling so mm. as a midwife I know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he uh, he did he left the room the bathroom and he was back you know wor working on his computer and I needed to go to the toilet so mm. I mean I'm naked at the time now and I'm in my bathroom and I've locked the door and I'm sitting on the toilet pooing you locked the door I locked the door mm. I'm sitting on the toilet pooing and as I'm on the toilet and then I'm like actually this is something's something else is happening here because then I was like going from sitting on the toilet to all fours on the floor sitting on the toilet or like I just kept getting these like contractions in between going to the toilet he heard me I wasn't screaming that loud just then but I was like it was hurting so we managed to get the door open but I was like but you can't come in because I've, I haven't flushed the toilet the I don't door want you was locked yeah right? but then, then yeah. I unlocked he's like you need okay. to it's like hello you need to unlock the door something's going on there And you need to eat like a sandwich because this is going to go on all night. I think it's happening. You need you need to get some food. So he's trying to feed me. Then he's made like a sandwich. Oh, yeah, you're right. You told me he was a chef. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's made this hard bread sandwich with honey and peanut butter on it because, um, you know, you need to eat something. And trying to make me eat it. And I'm like sort of half on the toilet, like in the middle of like about to give birth. Did you know that? No, I didn't know it. I, no? didn't, I didn't get it at the time. No, I didn't. I didn't understand it. Um, I just knew that I didn't want to eat that food. I didn't feel like my body wasn't in a mm. position to be able mm. to, like in a capacity to be able to absorb any food. Can you remember how you coped with the contractions, the ones that were countable? Well, I was breathing, like it was a breath thing. I, I didn't do this um, prophylax breathing course. I didn't do one, but I read a book about it. Mm. And I just remember like, I had this weird idea. Well, I don't know if it's a weird idea, but I had this idea that, like, I kept telling myself, my body, I'm an animal. So during the contractions, yeah, this was my like yeah. mantra, and this is uh, what I and I talked to my um, oh. like the dad, the kids, my kids' father about it. Like, this is what I wanted to to do. And this was like my birth, before yeah, birth before, starting before, yeah, like yeah. that. You know, all I I just want to breathe through. Mm. Like, I didn't want to have uh, any painkillers. I didn't want to like. I mean, if it was going to be necessary, then, you know, I would have done it. I probably, but at the beforehand, I had this, like, yeah, I didn't want to, I wanted to do it all naturally. And and I read somewhere or someone told me that, you know, 
what happens when you breathe and you get oxygen into your muscles and that, you know, what pain is and when someone hits you and you, you know, you tense up and you hurt it even more. So I, if you just breathe through that, then it's going to hurt you less. So I had this like, and then someone said that like, there's a certain amount of contractions that are needed to get the baby out. And every time you tense, you stop the contraction from like being a good enough contraction. <laughs> so you're going to have to have another one. Okay. <laughs> so this was like, I don't know if I read it or if someone I never told read me. that. Yeah, yeah. It was just like But this. of course it's good if you're relaxed. It's going to help the body to work. To um, do its job. Yeah. So this was like my idea. It's like, okay, I just need at, to breathe and breathe. relax. That was my own thing. Like my thoughts about it were my body knows what to do. And if I can just help it by relaxing and let it do its job. But I was so, I didn't know what was really going on. And I think in hindsight, that actually helped me because I wasn't scared. Like I wasn't concerned that something bad was going to happen. I was like kind of a little bit oblivious of what was going, like what mm. was happening. So it sort of, ha I let it, like it happened because I didn't have time to freak out about it. Mm. So he called the hospital and when he told them that this is what we timed them and they said, oh, maybe it's good, you know, you live close, jump in a taxi, come in and see us and we'll see how far open she is and and then you might probably, most probably will have to go home and come mm. back, you know, go home and we'll do some work. And Did then you ever talk to them? or was I didn't the talk one? to them yeah. on the phone. Actually, I didn't want to talk. No. I couldn't really talk. Which like, is kind of a clue. <laughs> yeah. So he called them um, and called a taxi and then said, okay, you need to get clothes on because you're naked. So we're getting in a taxi, you know, we're living like quite central and you know, you can't go naked. Yeah. So I said, okay, the, you know, so he started getting some clothes for me, you know, even a bra to put on and like he was trying to put this bra on me, which I mean, in hindsight, you don't need a bra to go and give birth at a hospital. So, but anyway, he was putting his bra on. I didn't like the feeling of him touching, not mm. him personally, but like something touching, like constricting my body. I didn't like that feeling. So I was like, don't touch me. And he was like trying to like put the, you know, this dress on and I wouldn't, I wouldn't let him like go near me. And so he's like, well, the taxi was waiting and I was like, I couldn't stand up. I was like on all fours because every time I stood up, I could feel like the, it was just getting heavy and like it was pushing, you know, the, the baby, the baby was mm. like coming out. Well, By now, did you figure that you were in active labor? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if, but maybe I understood I was in labor. Yeah. I mm. understood that this was labor, but I didn't understand how close I was to actually having a baby. Mm. I thought that this could be, and I was, and I just kept thinking, how do women survive doing this for like, like this? Because I thought this part was like now going to last Many for more three hours, days. Yeah. You know, I didn't realize that the pains I was having the day before, um, the evening when I, you know, When I was cleaning, mm. I didn't realize that that was labor. Mm, that it was all connected. I didn't realize yeah. that. I, no. Oh, that I, mm. I thought that was. Oh, that was just my, you know, my stomach tensing mm. because I was, you know, doing so much physical activity. I didn't realize, and now I know. Oh, that was that was. Oh, that's what labor is. He tried to get me in this taxi, and well, get me to put clothes on to go out to the taxi, and it wasn't going to happen. So he had to call. He rang back to the midwife, and he said, "Look." what am I going to do? She won't get clothes. Like she, what, like, do I wrap her in a blanket? And, you know, she's refusing to like, you know, she, I couldn't sit at this point because it was felt like, you know, it was something. I, so I was crawling around the apartment and I, I said, I couldn't stand up. And I said, oh, there's no way I'm going to sit in a taxi. And how was he reacting? Was it calm or did he become more nervous by now? He was quite 
calm, I think. But maybe if I asked if I asked him now, he probably wasn't. But he seemed quite calm mm. um, from what I was paying attention. But actually, I just it was almost like at this point it, I went into like a bubble. It sounds like you were in your own zone. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I mean, I could hear the, the things he was saying, and therefore, I mean, and we've talked about it after, so I know sort of what was going on there. But actually, I didn't really. I wasn't there. I was in my own bubble and I was sort of... But it sounds like you were in a good place and that yeah, you were yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. didn't care. Yeah, I don't remember. Like, I don't remember thinking I need to actively focus on this now and this is what's happening. I don't remember thinking, oh no, what happens if like something happens? I don't remember thinking any of that. I just remember being there, mm. you know. And then I was, I kept, craw- I was crawling. So then I was on the way to the bedroom, like crawling. And I sort of came into the bedroom on all fours and just rested on the end of the bed. And then I started getting like the pushing contractions, the final. So you you felt the shift in the way the contraction well, yeah, I approached the, you. The pain, the pain, <laughs> yeah. pain and where it was in the body. Yeah. The the father of the my daughters is on the is on the phone. So he rings back and says, well, I can't get her in a taxi. What am I supposed to do? And they're like, well, you know, you have to bring her there, like, tell, you know. And she's like, but she's she's stubborn. She's not. Um, she's from Australia. She's not, <laughs> she's not, she's not, I can't get her like in. And so while he's talking to her, I'm on the back of the, on the end of the bed. And. Can you remember what you were thinking right then? No. No? I don't remember, actually. I you just, were just coping. I was, yeah, exactly. I yeah. just remember, I wasn't scared. I don't, I know that I wasn't scared. So I made the noise the sea lion or whatever, like that animal, (gasps) the growl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I growled and he's never done it. He said, but, you know, maybe one day I'll make the noise that you made because I've never heard anything like it. Obviously, you're a midwife. You've heard it a lot of times. And Well, he's heard it now twice. It's the best noise. It's just, oh, the baby's coming soon noise. So that noise came um, and the midwife said, stop, don't go anywhere near that. The midwife on the phone. On the phone. She heard the noise Mm. and she said, stop, don't go anywhere with her. Don't go anywhere with her. Then I, I remember hearing this. She said, you need to catch it. You like, need you, to catch you it. Need to, you, need yeah. to, you need to get some towels or something. Where is she? What's she doing? What position is she in? And he's like, catch it? What do you mean catch it? And then the, the midwife obviously said, there's a baby coming. So at that point, then I remember, because I, I heard um, his reaction. So obviously I was like, catch, there's a baby. Okay. I was like, I have to feel between my legs and I could feel something. Uh, so the midwife asked him to have a look. Can you see anything? And so he's looking and at the same time, the midwife is calling an ambulance. So she's like, oh, I'll keep you on the phone. So she's, and he's standing there. He's got his, you know, the bag, the bag that you pack. So he's got that over one shoulder and then the, the computer over the other shoulder because he's going in, but it's he's on got the move. The, yeah, but he's yeah. got the bag for mm-hmm. me, but he's also got the computer because mm-hmm. tomorrow is this press conference. <laughs> so if we're going to be there, he's going to have to work. And he's got so two bags, like shoulder bags over one on each shoulder. And then he's like looking and he's kind of like between the, like kind of get behind my legs and have a look. And I'm like feeling, and he's like something that looks like a head maybe, but it wasn't the head. It was the... The amniotic sac. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can almost look like a head in the end. Yeah. It yeah was, it's it, bursting out. Because wa- uh, my waters had it broke. Mm. So it was bursting out. Mm. And I could feel that it was soft. And I was like, that's the, the baby's in there. So I put like, I used my fingernail and broke it. Oh, you did? Yeah. 
Why? Without you just did it. It was just what I felt like I should do. Like an intuitive thing to do. Exactly. Oh, so gives me the shivers. Yeah. So oh. I like uh, it was I was I was like an animal. That's what I you know. So um, but that's what you wanted to be. That's how you had yeah, pictured exactly. yourself. I mean, I, I, I yeah, exactly. So you just tapped into that. It just went. Yeah. yeah. Um, By then, had were you able to actually break the water? The water, I, yeah. the water broke. Yeah. yeah, your water's broke. I don't. I mean, I don't remember exactly the sequence and how long it took. Have you always felt so like you said you're from a hippie family? Yeah. Have you always felt so in trust with your body and intuitive, knowing what <sighs> it's needed to be done? No, I don't think so. Like I've had uh, problems with my back and uh, slip discs, and my body's let me down like a lot of mm. before that. That actually. So I don't know. In this, it was more. Uh, maybe it was talking to my mom about you know having mm. her stories and. Yeah. I am a little bit a control person, like mm. not, I'm not a tidy and it has to be a certain way at home, but then I'm probably the opposite. I'm a bit, but like, I do like to know what's going on. I do like to have a view of, you know, okay, what's going on? What, where are we going to, where are we going to mm. go? And we planning and I, I'm a bit, I'm, 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 I'm completely like that. Things don't necessarily turn out the way you think they're going to turn out and that's okay. But the, the ambulance is outside. We lived in this apartment that was a little bit difficult to get to. She, he's like, okay, um, I'll go and get the neighbor. And the neighbor can go out on the street and like wave in the ambulance. So the man in the neighbor couple, he went out and found the ambulance. And the the friend of mine, she came into the apartment to check how I was doing. So I remember her coming in like into the bedroom and I'm sort of lying on the end like sort of breathing between these really, really intense contractions. And how was that having her? entering the room well it it was uh, did it disturb you or was it no like, not yeah. really for me it didn't bother me so she came and she's like how are you doing oh wow did she bring the baby or was to be i don't remember because i just remember. had my head in like my head in the <laughs> yeah. pillows like on the bed and i don't remember even and she's like oh wow oh wow you're doing a really good job and then um okay i'll see you later then so she left and the ambulance came in so there was four ambulance three guys and one girl because uh, this baby's not gonna gonna be born in the hospital. In the hospital, no. this baby's gonna get mm. born here. Yeah. And they um, actually then they said, look, you you need to get up on the bed and be on your back because we can't see anything. The room wasn't big enough for them to get behind, and like the wall was kind of there. So. And how was that? I see it vividly in my mind. You on the floor, kneeling towards the bed, and yeah. these four paramedics coming yeah, yeah. into the room well the the funny thing was well the, was that we were have we had this like sh- viewing for our to sell our apartment mm. so you know what it's like mm-hmm. when you do that in sweden you make the bed really nicely so we had these white sheets and stuff on the mm. bed so i was like i can't lie on the bed <laughs> i can't ha- no no i'm I, having a viewing tomorrow <laughs> i'm not joking that's what happened so they're <laughs> like stop i'm like stop no 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 so, so like, you said that for yes, real? Yes, out, out in the hallway. So I directed them and with the help of like the, you know, the part, my partner at the time. So I said, you know, out in the hallway, in the cupboard, there should be like a black sheet in there. So I was like telling them where to go. And um, they found it. So they rolled, so I rolled up like the white sheets and the nice, you know, pillow. To, they rolled it up and put down this black sheet oh, on, hilarious. <laughs> on the bed. So that, I, and then I was like, okay, now I'll lie on it. And then, uh, then my always uh, little things in life that matters. <laughs> thing you think of, but then he was like, "Oh no, she wants photos, and I haven't taken any more photos yet." So he goes and like finds this. Ca- He's like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! I need to find the camera. It's in the bag, you know, packed in the oh, bag." Yeah. So 
the sequence of photos goes, you know, one of me sitting on the sofa, two of me in the bathtub, the next photo, which is like, I don't think it's more than 45 minutes later, there's a head between my legs. And it's like, what happened in those 45 minutes was just like an amazing, you know, amazing, like uh, tripped that, I mean, I would never have dreamed it could go like that. So It sounds super powerful. It was cool. About it, yeah? yeah, so then yeah. they were, so they were standing there and they just like, I remember seeing them there and they were they're such big, the paramedics, such big smiles on their face and these blue gloves on their hands. And I remember them there because they were just like, we never get to see this. Because we always, like, we turn up, we pick the, we either, like, the baby's already come or we deliver the, you know, the pregnant woman giving, you know, giving uh, during labor, we deliver them to the hospital and then we say goodbye. We never get to see it. Like, so they, just so they stood, were super excited. They were so <laughs> excited and they were, like, standing there ready, you know, and they're like, you know, okay, so, yeah, they just had a little look and a little, like, feel around and they were like, okay, um, yeah, so next time you get one of those uh, really heavy contractions again, you know, try and push a little bit. And then I think within 10 minutes, they, well, I pushed her out. So, so yeah, they, 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 you know, she came out first with her head and then the photo, oh, quick, I need to get a photo. And there's in front of this photo of this head between my legs. And then she popped back in again, like she went out and in and out one more time. And then she started spitting and like, and then the whole thing was moot. This, like her whole body was moving. It was like the weirdest sensation almost like an orgasm like inside his body like you were she was kicking herself out yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then she came out and then uh, I mean unfortunately she well no it wasn't unfortunate because she was fine but the umbilical cord split on the way out mm. so they didn't like um they weren't so happy about the fact that because we didn't like you're supposed to wait until yeah um and Made so cord she, clamping Exactly. So that we weren't able to do that because it kind of split and then they had to give her like oxygen because mm -hmm. straight away. So, you know, they actually wrote in the journal that she wasn't like moving so much, like she didn't scream and cry. But I was like, she moved. I felt her moving. So you felt when she popped her secure. head out. She, yeah. yeah, I didn't like I didn't know that they were a bit concerned. Mm. You were not worried. We, I, I wasn't no. worried. And they came out. Uh, Later on, when I was at the hospital, they read the journal and they sent like a psychologist around to talk because they were like, you know, are you fine? Are you okay with that whole thing? And I was like, yeah, but what what happened? What do you? Yeah, it was fine. It was like, it, she was fine. Yeah, yeah, she was fine. I knew she was fine. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah, so they came and then they took me actually to the hospital because um, that's the routine. Yeah. Yeah, it took me there and then I had the afterbirth delivery of the placenta. placenta yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then the next morning my parents arrived and they called me from the airport and I and I said uh, you're a grandma again <laughs> to my mama she said no and I was like yeah it's <laughs> like sorry you weren't meant to be there you just missed it <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> so that's how you know that's how the story went I love this story it's so powerful <laughs> <laughs> so do you share this story a lot I do. I think it's important to tell people that some people I tell, like they go, oh, that you, or they hear, or they'll say, oh, yeah, you gave birth at home. Or was it planned? No, it wasn't planned. And they go, oh, were you scared? And I was like, mm. well, actually not. So I do. I share the story. I share the story. And I think uh, I, it's important to, for people to hear like different sides because, you know, it, it, there's so many stories about people giving birth and there's so many like, You know, we all have, I think, a lot of sort of a, a view about th how things should be or how things are going to be. And 
And I think I, I like I, I think it's important that people understand that like it can be okay anyway. Mm. And so if I can be that, like if I can tell my like crazy story and like it was fine. Yeah, but that you know. was also because you were fine with it. Yeah, you were yeah. Going with the flow. Yeah, yeah. Accepting the circumstances and it's, yeah. feeling secure and it's, calm, yeah. which is key, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and having like, the positive experience for sure. So, have you told your kids about it? Do you oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And we've I've, we've been there. Like <gasps> we, we moved eventually, and actually, my neighbors are still friends. They're really good friends, but they were friends before, and they still live there mm. in the area. So. We actually, every time we go back, we go past and I go, this is where it was and this is where the ambulance came. And my daughter thinks it's so cool. She's like, I'm the only one that was born at home. And actually, you know, it's a little small island uh, in the sort of Stockholm city that, the, and it's quite close to where, sort of close to where we live now. And so she's like, and I'm the only one that was born on that island. <laughs> and people are like, you weren't born on the island. You were good. She's like, yeah, I was. <laughs> she's like, it's cool. And I'm like, so yeah, I've told them the story and like, this is my aim for the podcast that if yeah. we hear more positive stories, that maybe this is what we're going to expect. You're passing it on to your daughter. Yeah, you had a, you were rushed to get out. And so she's like that anyway. She's a bit of a rush. But I think, I mean, it's totally to do with the fact that I was like cleaning that apartment so much. And I wasn't nesting because I felt like nesting. I was doing it because I had to. Yeah. You know, people say, oh, you're that feeling, you're nesting and you're getting the home ready. I was like, yeah, I had a viewing. Yeah, that's why I was nesting. <laughs> I, was, I didn't have like this inner feeling that I had to start, you know, baking. You just had to do it. You know, yeah. baking cakes. I had yeah. to do it. Yeah. So so is there a um, specific moment or a memory from that birth that you return to now afterwards? Yeah, actually, it's um, funny you ask because there's, you know, at one point where I was sort of lying there in the bedroom and, you know, it was the... I was in my home and I was uh, actually going to finally, I realized I'm actually going to give birth here. This is a, and I was in my bedroom on my bed and I was lying there and I looked up and there was like these, you know, um, paramedics there in my, in my bedroom against like against my wardrobe with their, you know, their gloves on. And I just remember thinking, and I even said it out loud. I was like, looked up and I said, that's so weird that you were all in here in my bedroom. <laughs> And it's actually, that was sort of the, I think probably almost the realization that I'm going to give birth now. Yeah. And, but also, you know, they were there, it was safe. So maybe I did have a, a little bit of a like, oh, I'm going to give birth, but I'm not on my, like, you know, it was kind of good to have be. good company. Yeah, yeah, I've got good company. <laughs> if something goes wrong, there's, you know, five pairs of, um, of or four pairs of blue gloves there yeah. <laughs> ready to help yeah. me. Um, and then there's the, you know, someone they're taking some photos. So, so that's good as well. So, no, but I just remember, I thought it was like, this is like a show. I mean, I'm part of the show. It was like, it's kind of, you got this helicopter perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here you are. Yeah. You're, you're here for this. Okay. <laughs> Let's <Welcome>. go. <laughs> Let's so go. do you think that uh, giving birth and especially this kind of experience that you have just shared with us, has it affected how you look upon yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty empowering. Like, I mean, the whole pregnancy, birth, newborn, it's pretty cool. Like, and, you know, you have to sort of remind yourself that that came from me. And like, it has helped me. I mean, there's been other situations, other things that, you know, have happened and, you know, you go through tough times and it's like, you know, I did that. Mm. Like, you know, my body is capable of doing that. So, mm. that, you know, then I can also 
do this. Run the marathon. No, yeah. I haven't run a marathon, but I've run a half marathon. Um, so maybe I'll have to run a marathon. You know, I mean, you think like it's a lot about mind over matter. That's like a cliche, but it's true. I mean, if you, you know, your body is capable, like. So the, the trick and the hard part in preparing for giving birth, I find is that to allow your mental you to kind of take a vacation. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, get, yeah, get just, out of there and yeah, let the body just, do its yeah. job. Let the body do yeah. its job, you know. So what would you say was the best part of giving birth for you? Um, I think the probably was, you know, meeting that little, <laughs> that little thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, of course. But like when they put the baby on the, on the breast and you're like, I just did that. Like that first empowerment mm. feeling like, I, I don't know if that counts as the birth because it's after the birth, but. Oh, it does. It's definitely part of the birth. Actually, no, I'll take it back. The best part was when her head came out and she wiggled and I realized that this thing was actually alive. <laughs> that was like that feeling like, oh, it was like the start of like the end of being like pregnant and having something kind of abstract. Mm -hmm. That was like the moment that I realized that this was kind of real. That was like oh, wow, this is like, I'm a mum. That was like, cool. So that was like probably the best part. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for letting me. It's cool. I like, it's nice to talk about yeah, it. I'm sure it will empower women preparing yeah. for birth. I hope it's, uh, it gives another view. I hope people like, yeah, that even if it doesn't go like as planned, it can still go amazing. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Positive Birth Story podcast with me, Swedish midwife Wasa Holstein. And thank you so much, Anastasia, for sharing your power story with us. I love hearing stories about birth. Each and every story as unique as its woman. In my midwife experience, the way Anastasia gave birth to her first child, I'd say is not the norm for first-time moms. You usually are in no doubt that birth is in an active phase, but like Anastasia said, it's in many ways a mind over matter thing to give birth. And in her mind, it was at least three weeks before any baby could possibly be born. This story has now gotten eternal life and will be passed forward in aim to help other women in their preparation for birth. Pretty freaking fantastic if you ask me. If you want to read more about me and this mission of mine, go to the positivebirthstorypodcast.com. To be sure you don't miss an episode, do subscribe. And in the case you have enjoyed this episode and feel like you want to contribute to a good cause, please reach out to one of my favorite organizations of all times, Doctors Without Borders, and support them in the important and life-changing work they do for women and babies around the world every day. Thank you from the depth of my uterus, and I hope you will come back for more episodes. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.